What's up, y'all? It's Felix, age 29, pre-registration specialist for a radiology business office at a hospital. Uh, our common favorite thing this week, I was thinking we've been going to the past a lot with these things, so why not bring it to our favorite pop artists of today? I think I would have to pick Drake, <laughs> which is interesting because I used to hate him. And like Jim can attest to that, that I used to like not like him at all. You did a total 180 recently on Drake. I really did. Like now I'm like the biggest Drake stan fan you'll ever find. But that, yeah, that was really. I don't know. I just really like his music. Did you like it when he rapped his Jimmy on Degrassi: The Next Generation? No, I never even watched. I never even watched. Oh, oh, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. The the music video, right? Well, the. The video was referencing when he was Jimmy, but he actually, he did a rap for oh, like no. a school I, I never watched show, show on one of the episodes. <laughs> never? I, yeah, yeah. He probably didn't have a ghostwriter then, so. Well, you're not a true fan, right? Oh, he probably did have a ghostwriter, the scriptwriter. I but... assume he did back then. Yeah. That's and just... also now. <laughs> yeah, no, 100% he does now, but yeah, who cares? And secret favorite thing is... Your favorite pair of shoes, like that has like a special memory. So my favorite pair would have to be uh, 2010's Air Max Infrared 90s. I'm pretty big into sneakers now because of this shoe. Um, one of a mutual friend of ours um, had them on, and as soon as I saw them, I'm like I need to have those. And luckily, they were releasing the next week, and because he had an advanced pair, and I copped a pair, and it. Ever since I got that shoe, I was just like, oh, then I'll get this one, and then I'll get this one. And then it kind of, oh, God, unmentionable amounts of money later, <laughs> yeah, here I am today with, like, zero dollars in my savings account. But you got those shoes. You I definitely it. did. Yeah, I still have them. Do you wear them still? Yeah, I actually do. They're still pretty beat, but uh, with there's some, like, pretty good, like, miracle cleaners. Yeah. And... Uh, that cleans it up pretty well. I've done it like three times already, and I don't know how many more times I can keep doing it because like the soles cracking and stuff like that. Hey man, some people collect art and stuff like that, and yeah. you do sneakers, so it's yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it. Did you get the? Ang- I was trying to like dance around you, trying to apologize for no, it. No, I was, not. I, I was trying to get you to do it. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jim, twenty nine statistician and volunteer tutor my current favorite pop artist so the style's not pop and i'm glad you said drake because i was trying to think about pop like in a britney spears christina aguilera sense Mm -hmm. but since we're expanding the genre there's this artist named mr easy e-a-z-i and he's a pioneer of something called banku music b-a-n-k-u and it it's a style, it's a West African style of music. It combines dance hall rhythms, Ghanaian and Nigerian music. And it's pretty new. It's really cool. I, I saw it on a random video and I, I'm I'm really, really getting into it now. So check it out if that sounds like something that would appeal to you. And if not, check it out anyway. Um, and the secret favorite thing, my favorite pair of shoes. So I am nowhere near a sneakerhead like Felix, but I'm looking at my modest collection of shoes right now and there's a pair of gray vans that I actually got secondhand from my brother because at one time he was a little bit of a sneakerhead not a big one but he decided that these shoes were not worthy of his gigantic feet 
so he gave him to me to put on my equally gigantic feet and that's a hand-me-down from a, a younger brother yeah which is interesting i mean usually it goes the other way yeah but i really like these shoes i mean they're beaten up but they still look pretty good i i i wore them to japan because i thought they looked pretty cool and they were pretty practical they weren't yeah. the most comfortable walking shoes, but I really like them, and so that's just... I don't really wear them as much anymore, but I think they're kind of cool still. The thing about Vans is that even in the sneaker community, they're well-respected. No matter what like what make you have or, or what style you have or what color, Vans always have... They solidify themselves in fashion as just a solid shoe for an affordable price. Like you can get a pair of old schools for thirty bucks right now, and you you can get in any color you like, and it's such a simple style yet elegant. I think because if you throw, you can wear them to skate. Obviously, that that's where they have their roots. But with some, if you're kind of go for like business casual or not even like maybe a little bit under business casual, you can wear button up some slacks, chinos or whatever, and a pair of like uh vans old schools and it still look pretty decent in my opinion that's right felix so buy vans today your <laughs> local store <laughs> newest sponsor of tourist house uh, and we've been really racking them up recently yeah we have I, it's, it's it's surprising for such a niche podcast we have so many we should hop on this sponsorship <laughs> deal i don't know who the, who the hell would sponsor us but vans hey. if you're listening <laughs> yeah if anybody if anybody has here's lead, felix's let number us, let us know all right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. take off those shoes and let's get started so this week we're getting to the end man and i know it's coming and i'm kind of nervous yeah me too me too it's when you start a show with this many episodes be it a netflix show an anime you're like you're you're probably thinking oh i have you know so many episodes i could just been there and you have watched three episodes here five episodes here and all of a sudden it could just come up on you the end and with this season there are so many episodes when we start it when i see it's 46 episodes i think oh man it's gonna take us months and i guess it really has up to this point but now it's we're Time really seeing it having fun it's scary so this week is our 13th episode of tourist house and we are going to cover episodes 33 through 35 of terrace house there's always stuff to talk about, that's why we do it, so let's get right into it. So, episode 33, you uh, see the beginning of a budding couple, which is the source of a lot of controversy, it mm-hmm. seems, very early on. We have Hayato, the chef, and Rico, the, beauty the high school girl, I don't know what to call pageant, her. <laughs> the beauty pageant champion. That's a good way to say it without saying, hey, look at how young she is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. That's yeah, what she I mean, is. She's, you know, what does it say is. in the intro? I, I, I skip the intros now. 
I I know blasphemy. I know, I know. But when I need to watch three of them to get my notes down for the show, sometimes I skip it. So do you know what mo- model? No, right? No, I I think it's fourth year high school student. I think that's what it says. Okay. All right. Well, there. You, yeah. So you were correct. Jeez. High yeah. school student. Okay. Yeah. So that's what she is. So the 29-year-old the guy asks her out. More on that later. Uh, he's pretty open about it. And that was something I noticed. He's not shy. And not that I would expect him to be. But he'll ask her out in front of everyone. And he, he almost makes a big show of it. Yeah, he, he does. He's sort of shameless about it. That's a good word. Shameless. He's incredibly shameless about it. He shows up his cooking skills a little bit, too, mm. which I was kind of waiting to see in-house. We see him at that Italian place that he works at. It looks pretty good, but it was cool to see him cook in the house. And it's funny because they were saying that he's the first chef that they've had live in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will talk more about the whole him and Rico later. But with that cooking part where you, when the girls start coming in and he starts offering them food, I feel because it was every. I think it was all three of them, correct? Like Momoka came later. Yeah. So that had to have been good for his stock, right? Yeah, I think so. Eventually, I think I think Misaki asked the other two girls, "Have you ever had a guy cook for you?" Or I think just Momoka and and Momochan was, uh, said, "Oh no, never." So that had to have, like, yeah, gain major points with all three of them. Totally. Number one, it's a useful skill for anyone to have, but there is a perception that, especially guys who are maybe a bit older, well, actually, really, really any guy, I shouldn't say a bit older. I know sometimes, like at work, if I'll bring in some leftovers, if I'm in the kitchen with someone else, they'll ask if I cook that. And when I say yes, I mean, it's something simple. It's like chicken and rice, and they're like, oh my God, are you a chef? And I'm like, no, I just, you just kind of have to cook. If you don't, if you don't cook, you don't eat, and then you, you die. Yeah, you just die. Like, oh, my God, you know, I feel like I should be getting some sort of awards sometimes. And so the fact that he's a chef is certainly helpful and I think very impressive, as we've seen. And he asks her out. They go to a meat festival. Yeah. I wish we could have done that also. Add that to list list of things to do when we go back. Japan part two. Mm-hmm. The minute we get off the plane, where's the Niku? Give us the Niku. <laughs> yeah, where's the where's the meat festival? Uh, Niku Matsuri. Yeah. It looked pretty good. I mean, all the stands serving up different kinds of meat products. It also seemed mad expensive. That one, the one hut they went to was like 1,400 yen. So For just like that... two skewers of meat, right? It wasn't No, it just said, or uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the serving size was, but oh. that, that just still, that's, that's a meal here. Yeah, yeah, that is Including pretty tip. pricey, which they don't do over there, which is something at PSA, if you ever go to Japan, they don't tip. So save your money, Americans listening to the podcast. Also, it's disrespectful. Yes, so definitely don't do it. Mm-hmm. At the meat festival, he brings up their age difference pretty much right away. They say it's a meat festival. It looks good about 20 times. And then he jumps right into it. He says, well, I'm 11 years older than you. Is that a concern? And she kind of waffles back and forth by saying, well, it might be a problem. But she never really comes out and says, no, it's weird. What did you get from that whole scene? It comes up later also. We might as well attack this now, right? Yep. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. What? <laughs> Remember those old head on commercials? 
it was like that stick. It looked like the ball stick deodorant head on applied directly to the forehead. And it showed those people furiously rubbing this stick on their head. It was supposed to cure headaches. Oh, no. No, I don't no. remember. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I can't back you up on this one. Never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. And no, it's better that we don't really get off track. <laughs> At least this early. Yeah, we I know. We can go off the rails later on. So, like I was going to say that I was on the fence with with how I feel about Teddy Shima because with the cooking thing that's a definite plus right who doesn't love a good cook but the fact that he just kind of torpedoed towards Rico and that I was just like eh, you're not even, you're not going to feel out the other two like <laughs> you're not going to try to ask them out it just made me feel like he was into the younger type of girl and this is definitely checks that box off and i felt kind of weird about that but besides that he seems all right it's hard to separate because you mentioned him kind of having that laser focus only for rico and if she were in her mid-20s it might not be such a problem because you come in and you're attracted to someone and you're going to go for who you're attracted to but the fact that she is so much younger it does have a little bit of a, it, it at least begs the question is it a predatory thing and mm-hmm, it's too early mm-hmm, to tell mm-hmm. we don't know yet dude we're both 29 <laughs> i don't care about the cultural differences because I just I, at least to try to put it as a relative thing i could not imagine going on a date or being interested in a girl that much younger than me but not just that just just being just an 18 year old i don't think i could either if you're 18 you're probably either about to graduate high school or have just graduated high school there's a world, not just a world, but multiple worlds of difference there between everything that we've gone through and what an 18... And yes, there are mature 18-year-olds and immature 29-year-olds, but I think that's a gap. It's 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 really big. And I know stranger things have happened, but I'm with you. I think it would be tough to think about trying to date someone 11 years younger than me. You bring up a good point with the experiences that they had. That dictates their maturity, right? So someone who's 18 has not experienced life as much as a 29-year-old. That, I don't know, that just puts a divide or a fissure in, in, in any type of relationship, I think. Romantic relationship that people of those ages could have. I'm with you. It gives you a chance to learn the more experience you have. Of course, if you're a person who doesn't learn from bad experiences or even from good experiences, that might set you back. That's not going to be good. And we're not saying that everyone who has who has been in a relationship is going to learn something from it, but you would hope so. I think that's that's how most people handle things and conduct themselves. So we can maybe assume the same thing with Hayato here. Yeah, let's put him on the back burner for now. But we'll keep Rico on because you actually brought up a really good point, Felix, about different experiences. Because after their date, that's something that Rico says. She says mm-hmm. that... I don't know if I could date someone that much older because she wants to experience firsts with her boyfriend, with a potential boyfriend. Yeah, I that that definitely made a lot of sense to me. Although in the next couple episodes we find out, you know, they go on multiple dates and I feel though he was picking places that he hasn't been because he may have been aware about that. And if he did then, you know, I that's some some points I'll, I'll give him for that and even if he wasn't aware of it when you're dating someone new you still want to try some different things together there may be some places where you've been and just by circumstance 
let's say you have an ex and used to go to a certain restaurant and it's your favorite place. Is it really believable that you're not going to go? I mean, this place has the best, whatever, the best shrimp scampi you've ever had in your life. Are you going to stop eating that delicious, sweet, sweet shrimp scampi just because you're not with the person who used to go there and get it with anymore? I don't think so. I don't know how fair that is. It's such an interesting topic because while I was writing my notes, I I was really just going around in my mind trying to figure out, oh, she's mature. I was trying to make it work in my head, but I just kept running into that brick wall of the age difference and how he... The two things, her the age difference and how he went directly for her and just her. It was hard. I think that second part, that's an interesting element. So we'll see if maybe he pulls back at some point and focuses on someone else. But for now, it's all about Rico. It's the Rico show. Yeah. As far as he's concerned. So it brings us, though, the next scene at the restaurant with all six of them. Here was something really interesting. This added a new element to this whole debate. So Misaki probes Hayato about his previous acting career. And she already knows apparently that he quit to be a chef. You know, he's a chef now. And it ends up, he he starts talking about it a little bit. He says that he told himself if he couldn't make it as an actor by age 30, he would quit. And it seems he quit a little bit sooner than that. But he probably knew that it wasn't going to happen. And he he moved to Tokyo for this reason, too, right? At the age of 21? Yes. He So he started breaking down crying. And of course, you know Misaki was crying also. What did you think about that scene? I think she was right there. She She just crossed the line with probing a bit too much. I, too, thought it was a little bit much to bring up in public at, with the entire house present. But it's still, you know me, I'm, I'm a sad for the whole, you know, trying for something and, and realizing it's nothing and that that whole story type. But I, I still think it was it was it was a nice it was a nice scene. We don't hear much of it ever again, but you can infer that he he tried quite hard. What I also like about this scene is that when he came in, he seemed to be this smooth talking player sort of guy and everyone seemed to indicate as much. So I think a lot of people in the house had that impression of him. He seems like he's a very suave chef. And then we learned this about him. Mm-hmm. And not that it cancels that out, but it makes him multifaceted. Yes. Right? If you talk yeah. to anyone long enough, you're going to see different sides of them. And I think this, this is what that accomplished. This wasn't always his plan. He had a plan that he gave up on. And he has some good lines. I mean, he says, I think it takes courage to know when to give up or, or to quit. Because Hansan says it it takes courage to know when to give up. And that was good. It shows, hey, he's not just this weirdo with an intense stare who might be a predator. We don't know. We don't know. And a creepy-ass smile. Yeah, it is. He's something. <laughs> <laughs> he's a specimen. All right. So post-dinner, we are treated to Momo-chan's birthday. They're out by the pool. And is this when Armon kind of creepily brings the cake around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, buddy. It was supposed to be a surprise. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was creepy. The camera doesn't do a good job because they make him the focus of the shot, and he's trying to hide. It's like if you're Mm -hmm. behind somebody trying to hide behind a pillar. It's like I know what you're trying to do, but I see you. So from the person, like 
your your personal point of view, it kind of takes a little bit away from it. It's just like, come on, man. I think it was right adorable. There. No, no, no. I'm not shitting on him. I'm I'm just saying. It sounds it, like it, you were shitting no, on him. No, no, it looked funny. There there are always some questionable camera angles in this show, and this mm-hmm. is one of them. And they sing happy birthday to her. Everyone has a great time. He gets her a, I guess, a projection planetarium. It was thoughtful. It It is. Yeah. It, it, it that's a very solid gift for someone you don't truly know just yet hey i would like that even like from you if you were to get me that, i'd be like dope and there's a reason for it too it's like because if you want to relax you're stressed out you can yeah. get that stuff it's kind of like that neck massager that misaki got hikaru yeah yeah yeah. that i know i i know i didn't like but i have come around <laughs> it's the all new slightly nicer gym and i'll say that it was meaningful and mm-hmm. you're a big part of that, so you are my Hansan. <laughs> that is the best compliment that you yeah, personally I could think, receive. I think I could ever you. receive. <laughs> there you go. You're yeah. welcome. Fair enough. I accept. Thank you. All right. So she has this planetarium, and later on, it's just Armand in the pool, and she comes back out, and they they kind of said it. It didn't seem too official, but she definitely, it seemed like she had interest in him there. Yeah, the interaction was cute. He also does this thing, and this is pretty much the end of this episode, but he goes underwater for long periods of time, and it happened a couple that of was, times. That's the, that was kind of weird. No, I think, like, it was him leaning into it, because yeah. she calls him out on it. I don't think she was genuinely angry. I thought she was, she probably thought it was weird at first, but Armand leaning into it made it funny to her. And as we find out, she, or as we know, she's a fan of comedy. It may have seemed weird to like us watching it, but I think what it did for, you know, for them, for their relationship, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty solid move by Armand. Yeah, his stock totally went way up because she was laughing about it too. And good job, buddy. Not you, Armand. <laughs> Armand, if you can hear me, good job, buddy. <laughs> so as I said, that was pretty much the end of thirty-three, thirty-four. We see Momo Chan start her job as a ballet instructor just to Momo kind of see sensei. what she does. Yes. She seems like she'd be a great teacher. She's like super yeah, soft spoken. Jim, have you ever watched any like ballerina documentaries by you know a long a long shot? I have never, no. What's the name of the one on there's there's a ballerina documentary on Netflix. I think it's called Rest Restless Creature. Restless you, Creature. Yes. And it's it's about um a ballerina in New York in in the New York City ballet. Dude, it's intense. The the amount of training, strength training, like it, it's it's just intense. Like you should definitely give it a give it a shot if you ever have like an hour and a half. I'm kind of squeamish. Is it like does it show her like her feet, her fucking oh, feet? Oh god. <laughs> no, no, I no. I, I don't want to no, say. No, it doesn't. It uh, doesn't. Okay. All right. Good. I'll Maybe check it, it out. Thanks, man. I always like peering into those worlds where you have probably, what, million? I don't know. A lot of people dedicating their entire lives to and just getting a, a, a sneak peek into that. Yeah, and it's something, at least I feel like it's not super accessible because, I, you know, it's something you probably have to get into at a pretty young age. I forget when Momo, I think she said she started doing gymnastics at five. three five. and then ballet at five. Oh, ba- ballet at five, yeah. Yeah. All right. Ask me next week if I watched it. <laughs> You're not. I'm talking about, eh, 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 eh. 
All right. So after that, we again get back right to Tadashima and Rico. Um, this is my first sort of obvious red flag with Tadashima. When Rico brings up the age difference again, he says, you would be the same if you were 29. And I'm thinking, no, the fuck you would not. Because no one is. And if you are, that's a problem. If you're the same person at 18 and at 29, yeah. what were those 11 years? What was happening there? This is what we said what we would come back to because that that was a hell of a line. Crazy, man. Yeah. I just, oh my God. And this is compounded by the fact that when they're done talking, he picks up his three beer cans like some sleazeball <laughs> drunko just sitting on the couch. Like, all right, baby, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I kind of, oh, my God. I The whole thing, I, I, I kind of physically cringe a little bit when he was getting up. At least I'm pretty sure they, they were beer cans. I know different drinks come in cans, but, I, you know. Maybe this is some of that negativity coming. I, it, I, I it's it's hard to find the light when you're in, in this much darkness because you you're right. It was definitely creepy, and I don't think you can call it anything else. They're straying further from God's light every time they talk. I pray for their souls. So after this. We have the festival in Asakusa, which we were at. We went yes. to Asakusa, not not the festival, but just the yeah, like was... the place. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so cool to see these places, man. Yes, 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 dude. I'm, I'm just oh god. I, the other day, I was just going through my phone. You know when you're bored and you have bad reception and the internet's not working, so you just look at your pictures on your phone. Yeah. Or, I was I was looking at the pictures in Japan and that exactly I was just thinking exactly that. Oh, so cool. So they're at Asakus or they meaning Armon is there because he's in the ceremony. He has I don't know what the thing is, but you know he is hoisting some sort of like a like a platform. I don't know if it's like a small shrine or something. I'm not sure. But Misaki and Rico go to see him and. Dude, he looked cool as hell doing that. Yeah, yeah. And and he looked like he was having fun, too. Like, hella fun. So his stock totally jumped up, and that was sweet as hell to see. I would totally do that. Oh, my God. I know, right? I think I'm Jeez, too short, man. though. <laughs> um, I don't think Armand's very tall. Oh, yeah. Probably. So later on, we see Misaki and Tadashima cooking burgers. His stock, I think it would have risen had he not been such a weirdo earlier and put himself into the negatives <laughs> yeah 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 that's what it is it's like on jeopardy like and alex is like hey idiot you're at minus a thousand and this got him like 200 bucks back it wasn't nearly enough um that burger scene was was pretty dope and then later on in the living room the whole gang is talking and uh, Momo Chan is talking about what it takes to be a ballerina and talking about like the process and going pro and stuff. And then they kind of they kind of force Armand on her a little bit. They're 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 really not shy about trying to get them set up. No, no, not at all. Look, I think it probably would have happened anyway, based on you know when we saw her ask him out by the pool. But it seems like especially Misaki, she is very interested in getting them set up. So yeah, so they're trying to force Armand on her a little bit. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, but before we move on, going back to the cooking scene with the yes. hamburgers, there was just a couple things I want to touch on. So while they were cooking, 
Misaki did not hold any punches. With, <laughs> did you notice when when she just said, at first, I guess you're not that bad because at first I was like, oh, here's this creepy guy. Oh yeah. I don't know about you, but if she, if she said it to me, I'd like take the raw burger meat and like throw it against the wall or something because because I don't that was pretty offensive. I thought here cook your own goddamn burgers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, make them yeah. hard again like you made them for Hikaru. <laughs> yeah. So and speaking of which, when they when they ate the burgers, she said it's not hard, and I believe that was kind of a throwback to that whole that whole scene. Yeah, she probably wishes she could go back in time. So, I don't know. I just, I I thought that was not very tasteful by Misaki. Even though we know our uh, bets are on Terishima being an actual creep, I still think that was kind of insincere. (laughs) Uh, uh, Inconsiderate, inconsiderate. To just come out and straight, like, again, you don't really know this guy just yet, right? And you've known him for, what, two weeks now? And you're like, hey, I'm glad you turned out all right. Because when I first met you, I thought you were an asshole or just the creep, the creepiest guy ever. And you can tell that's totally her way of trying to give him a compliment. But if you're going, again, to go back to negative and positive, right? Mm-hmm. If the person is already at negative and you, it, it's 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 too much, and you let them know you really didn't think much of them. <laughs> it's almost like, oh, I I thought you were going to be. Uh, serial killer but you're not or hey you're not as ugly up close yeah yeah it's I a just... really terrible backhanded compliment yeah 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 exactly thank yeah. you yeah that was i i don't know that was not a good look i thought well she kind of has a habit of doing things like this. she's she's very <laughs> open she speaks her mind and it comes across like oh okay thanks yeah. question mark but you don't really know how to react to it sometimes okay all right the comedy show oh man i i'll let you take this one to start because uh i know i don't, don't want to say you do it <laughs> okay <laughs> all right, all right. okay it. okay okay you know we often talk about cultural differences and certain things and maybe i don't know how this was funny look ipe <laughs> and his partner seem like they're great guys they 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 seem nice but i was waiting because it went on for so long and i'm thinking oh man this punchline's gonna be great oh my god because it's i mean when something goes on for that long you think all right the payoff's got to be huge yeah it's got to be such a huge payoff it was it was almost like they were explaining the joke it's like if i all right so here we go felix knock knock who's there boo boo hoo don't cry, it's only a joke. You see what I did there? You said boo-hoo and I explained it to you because you thought it was going to be something else. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I. It was very cringing. Like, I I had to do the uh, skip through, you know, because it, it was very... I couldn't handle it. But here's the thing. The host didn't even find find it that funny. They were making fun of it. Yeah, I felt better when some of them were like, "Oh, could you watch that for ten minutes?" And they were like, "No, I don't. I, I don't think I could. Oh, yeah. oh, maybe it's funny if you watch it longer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that but, was uh, man, that was something. And then not only was it not funny, but after the show, Ipe kind of blows Armand's spot up. He yeah, says, "Oh man, yeah, you recovered yeah, yeah. quickly." I'm like. 
just don't don't talk don't talk yeah, like, you're don't. not funny and you're not a, a, a good friend just yeah. just get back in the gym just that, go back to the gym yeah that was not a very good look by ipe oh my god and then Armand was trying to play it off. You could tell he was really stunned. He was like, oh, no, not not in love right now. Just it was a date. You could tell he was really kind of fumbling because that's just such a that totally just shattered what you would expect someone to say in a normal social situation. It totally caught Armand off guard there. Momoka should have been because you you they asked like, or why did you come or, or whatever? And then just because of, Momoka is a fan of comedy. And I, I was just so hoping for her to be like. After she said, oh, back in Kyoto, right? Kyoto, yes. I, I, I went to go see a bunch of comedy shows, and those were funny. <laughs> but yours, I just wanted her to say something <laughs> like that. That would have been, been the icing on the cake. But obviously, Momo-chan is nice, and we're assholes with a podcast. Yeah, yeah we are. But they're still not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Both of things are true. All right. So afterwards, uh, we see another show. We see Misaki's group, and it the seems to be kind of like an like an idol group. I I, I kind of didn't know what the hell I seems, was watching. It seems like an amateur idol group. The house members were there to support her, and they all seemed. I to thought have a good time. that was cute. You, they had the signs and the glow sticks and, and stuff like that. I thought that was cute. That was really good roommate support there. Uh, they get back to the house, and uh, this episode ends once again with our favorite not favorite new budding couple and Tarashima has yet another strange science line. project if you will yeah so case study a02 <laughs> upon talking to <laughs> high school student Riko Nagai he he says so we'll go to Skiji yeah because I know you want to go and when he said that, I just thought, I think he was trying to be this, like, cool, assertive kind of guy here. But it totally, it it fell flat. I mean, the age difference, just him, it, oh, man. He just fucked it up. He's just, uh. Was there any way that this could have worked better? I think in some way he probably could have been better about it by maybe just saying, look, do you want to go? To his credit, she hasn't been the most forthcoming with her answers yeah to the point where she'll go do you want to go like he'll ask her and then she'll go well do you want to go what's that mean i mean is that an 18 year old trying to flirt is that a woman (laughs) who is uncomfortable and actually doesn't want to go but doesn't want to outright say no it's kind of hard to tell with her and so i think he needs to step up and you know act at least someone his age and say Listen, I don't really know what's going on. Like, if you're interested, let's go. But, yeah. like, I, it'd be good if you said yes or no instead of, like, playing his game. And he seems to be fine with it. And it's, uh, I mean, that's part of why he's, um, you know, his stock is plummeting fast. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I don't have any real response because if this, I feel like we're just on the roller coaster and it's, we know that it's just about to drop. Yeah. And, it's going to drop pretty fucking hard. Uh, okay, so that's it for 3 4. So episode And then we're done. Okay, so wrap so we're so we're done. We're done. Week? That's it. Okay. All right. All right, I'll see you next week, Felix. Okay. See you, All bye. right. Bye. Bye. Okay, fine. Let's just let's just get this over with. All right. So real quick, Misaki is talking to Armand about Momo-chan 
And Armand says, yeah, I have interest, but I've been here in the past, and sometimes I end up being looked at like a brother. He's hesitant. I mean, he, he obviously has interest, but he seems kind of hesitant, but it's not stopping them from making plans to go out on dates. Momochan kicks down the door and says, hey, take me to the beach. And he says, okay. And she says, all right, see ya. And that's it. Good on her. So, Skiji, so finally we get the magical date with Tadashima and Rico. Rico yeah. tries to make sure that he's not taking any other girls out, right? She asks him if he's hung out with any other girls in the same way. And he's like, no, we made burger. I made burgers with Misaki, but it's not really a date. And it's, so it seems like she's really my is age, you know, my age group. They're a little too old for my tastes. <laughs> I think with that from Rico, I think she does like him. That was the first true indication for me that she was interested. Did you get a sense or did you just kind no, of... No, definitely. Don't. I, yeah. I got that vibe and, and the, I guess, big brother or father in me was just like, no! <laughs> yeah, I know you're kind of like, hey, you know, this is the kind of guy that you would warn your daughter about. Or your son, you know, whoever. Just someone who you feel like, hey, or she, you know, whoever, you know, because anyone can be weird and creepy, but... You know, when when, it, when it's a guy, it's, um, I guess you worry more. Yeah. I think there's more precedence for creepy guys. Exactly. So the date seemed to go pretty well. And then Rico goes back and she talks about the date a little bit. Nothing too crazy there. But later on, he comes in and asks her out in front of Misaki and Momo-chan in his way, like you said, like his shameless way, like you described him earlier, which I thought was a great way to describe him. For all the talk of Misaki not really being creeped out by him, when he comes in, I don't know if you caught this, but he's like, oh, can I sit here next to Misaki? And she goes, nah, you should probably sit over there. And initially I was like, oh, because you know, she wants him to be closer to Rico. But then I kind of thought, oh, man, maybe she is still kind of skeeved out by him. I don't know. I think it was with the evidence that we have from these three episodes, I think she's still cheering them on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she's cheering so, them on as a couple. I, but what I was going to say, what I was trying to figure out how to say is that maybe she was trying to put them closer to each other in that way. but Or he, he could just be creepy and she still has those creepy vibes. Yeah, that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, really, this is just the last thing that I want to say because we got you know, to get down to it, of course, <sighs> yeah. the big thing. But... Uh, when Tadashima and Rico were talking, they were talking in the kitchen. This was kind of like the last thing that happened with them for this episode. She was letting him know that she didn't really know what they should do for a date. And she said that she just Googled date. And when she said that, I was like, it was kind of cute. But yet again, here's another piece of evidence where I'm like, he, he needs to say, oh, yeah, you're a little too young for me abandon ship just jump the fuck overboard on that i think that 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 was it for me i don't know probably turn the dials up for him first oh, pass. I, don't, I, like, I don't by by this already by this i i already have him marked in my book as as uh no bueno he as a person just kind of creeps me out it's not just the fact oh he's 29 and she's 18 if it were just the ages and he seemed more reasonable and less creepy we wouldn't be harping on this for as long as we are, but yeah. it's him. So again, I have no trouble with age gaps, with big age gaps in relationships. You heard yeah. it here first, folks. All right. That's all I want to say. 
Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I I also don't have any issue with huge age gaps. I feel that if stars align, then these things can work. As much as we're shitting on this particular situation, as Jim said, we need to take it case by case. And you know, with these two characters, like initially, I thought that it, something could have happened, but I don't know. Tereshima just kind of crashed and burned with this one it, 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 it started off pretty good with the cooking but everything after that was just went up in flames in my opinion he's a guy he's a he guy. is definitely a guy yeah yep. all right felix and we're done wrap it up and and that's it there's nothing else to talk about so social media <laughs> yeah damn it dude i really all right uh, so what are you thinking man what are you thinking i from already from the title i knew what was coming mm-hmm and this was so okay real quick uh background update uh or recap update hansan was doing his graduation project and there was a competition and if he would have won or been in like the top whatever number he could have taken it to the national level and that was what he was really striving for and unfortunately he couldn't win the judges over so he lost with his project with that he seemed like he t- tried really hard on he he was pulling off all nighters he was coming back super tired and like super late to the house and even you have to admit that <laughs> oh i do and i also think his project was really cool right? i mean yeah, I, yeah. I i finally like i felt like you not you felix but you the panelist cuz she she is just obsessed oh, with, she's with this boy but i felt like that when he was like it's a space where handicapped people and non-handicapped people can interact and it's uh, I, I i he seems so sincere in that and i yeah. really really like that yes yeah and so after that you know he finds you know he he lost then we get a, a shot of them uh, of misaki arman and hansan cleaning the pool starts off as a really nice scene nice sunny weather uh and just cleaning the pool just good fun but after they they uh compile some beers some smirnoff ices uh hansan announces that he's leaving and uh, man i i my heart sank man i it really did i felt like this was such a good moment for him to leave though like it's so yeah 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 for him yeah. as a character no 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 definitely I, I don't doubt that still doesn't stop me from i i i cried there like i i definitely did yeah it was, it was i was just you know was, i was tearing up and yo man what do you think about like the stuff that he said like when how he said this is his time and then the stuff that he said to armon i loved what he said to armon when he was talking about him leaving i was a little sad i mean you know how i feel about him he i like him but not at the same level that you do so it's always a little sad you know when someone leaves and then when they talk about leaving but the big thing that i liked about what he said to armon was i gave him shit when he first came on the scene because it seemed like he was almost mocking armon's mm-hmm. way of living at times like when they were at the cafe standing in the wood He's like, oh, it's so Hawaiian to just sit around and do nothing. I mean, that's 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 basically what I felt like he was saying. But you could tell that when he was talking to Armand, he really gave that some thought. Yeah, you know, that wasn't just a throwaway line. And you know, 
I think he thought about what he said and he thought, well, okay, this might not work for me or maybe for other people, but it works for him. And yeah. he makes it work. And that really came through when he said to Armand. And that's why that was so awesome. Yeah, I, I really, he, he said, live life as happy as the happy man that you are. And as we stated before, how we were trying to say that his dream of just wanting to just have a stable job so he can surf and come home to a family, how we both really liked that idea. And we didn't think, you know, we thought that maybe Hanzan was coming at him a little bit. It goes to show that either if he was at that time, he either is like he came around to it or he actually didn't meet it before. And I don't know. It's just really good, really good stuff. That scene was really, really nice. So after that, uh, he announces it at dinner at the house to announce it to the other three. And of course, they're all shocked. And, you know, and it was, but either way, he, he was just saying, let's just have a good time. And, and, and that, uh, then the, the pool scene. I, so hands down, this is my favorite scene so far, like of happy, like of, of the whole house being happy. And, and you know how we were talking about, it seems that all the happiest scenes are right before people are about to leave. Yeah, and I was and thinking you're... about that when when you had said that, and I I kind of thought, well, yeah, because it kind of has to be, but this one really felt sincere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that that's that's exactly how I felt, and oh man, it, it, it just everybody was just having fun, laughing. There, um, uh, Han San pulled the creeper guy into the pool, and 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 everybody was laughing and stuff like that, and and. I, I don't know. That, yeah, that was that was just like a really, really good scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect night Definitely. for such a sad yeah. event overall. So the next morning, he says goodbye to Momo-chan because she has to leave early. And even they didn't really interact like, for that long. Yeah, but he still drops but. wisdom on her before she leaves. <laughs> She's just like, just be happy like Armand, and I'll be cheering on for you to you know become a pro and stuff like that. Momoka Mitsunaga, 21 years old. Yes. I'll be cheering for you. Yes, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You Fucking gotta... movie line motherfucker, man. <laughs> it was you're good. Just, you're trying no, so no, no, hard. No, 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 no. No, it was good. It's kind of like the, you know, like in those cop movies, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Minetti. You don't play by the rules, kid. but you're a damn good cop. That <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel about Han yeah. San. I'm like, there's so much. It's because, yeah, I mean, Mr. Perfect, you know, that's his nickname. And yes, there is stuff that I do feel like I have nitpicked about him. And not even nitpicked, like, I, you know, I had some valid criticisms of him. But he seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, and boy, let me tell you, the last scene with the rest of them at the table before he goes. And, uh. Uh, so they all sit down, and, and when when uh, Hansan sits down, Misaki hands Hansan a... What do you call it? A, a picture book? Uh, a like collage? a scrapbook? A scrapbook. That's what you call it. A scrapbook, it. yeah. Yeah, a scrapbook. And he starts crying. <laughs> Dude, when he started crying, I was like, I was on the floor, man. I couldn't. I Yeah, that was, it was pretty bad. It, it, got, me, it got me choked up really, really hard. It's uh, emotional stuff, man. The music that they chose with it, too. Yeah. The, the uh, <laughs> like, Coldplay knockoff. The dollar store Coldplay band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's a reality show, man. But yeah, there's some powerful stuff in here. Yeah. It's good stuff. Because it's a reality show, that's that's the added layer or that's the appeal of the show. This stuff wasn't written. This is, you know, just came out. Yeah, just stuff from that just happens, putting, yeah. yeah, putting these random people together. The one quick thing I would like to point out is it looked like Armand wrote in English again. Yeah. I did, did see you, some English and I'm like... Did you pause it? I, 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 I didn't have time. I was thinking about like trying to decipher it, but it was at a really weird angle. Yeah, I'm like 99% sure that it was in English. I don't know if Han No, it, it, I was, know when, it was, yeah. it was. It was, yeah, yeah. Oh, you meant that I paused it trying to read it. Yes. Oh, no, no. Because I was just kind of, you know. You didn't whatever. care about Han Sun. Anymore. I didn't care. Yeah. Good riddance, no. Um, <laughs> I will reach through this microphone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he leaves, and it's, you know, it's really powerful stuff. And right away, we get a new guy who comes in. Uh, we don't see much of him. Yeah, he looks like a pretty casual stylish guy and uh that's about it for episode 35 did you uh, did boy. you go into the after credits oh oh okay yeah so i noticed that they didn't play the like the ending theme uh-huh. and then yeah you was <laughs> you crying your eyes out <laughs> like was the best ugly cry i've ever seen he was hysterical yeah i thought that was pretty funny because i'm like yeah me too you me too <laughs> but so going back, I mentioned last episode, if if you guys haven't heard of last episode, you should definitely go listen to it. Uh, but I mentioned that there's a feature with Terrace House with, uh, uh, well, Netflix. They, you know, you can usually with other movies, you can may, you may be able to switch the audio. Like it may be like French, English or, you know, whatever. Um, with this one, it has another option for audio description, Japanese audio description. And that's where you can hear the host mic'd up. And it's really fun i went back and listened to that scene and oh my god it was it's actually really funny because it takes away from the scene completely so you know the hosts were like that ruined the scene for the host which is you just bawling in the middle of the scene of like such a powerful scene so (laughs) it's so mm far-reaching the impact that hansan has yeah and we know that the new guy probably won't measure up but we'll see i don't know Again, he did he, seem kind of cool. I'll tell you right now, he won't. He seemed kind of cool. I don't know, just from like his neck down, but we'll find out soon. <laughs> from his neck down. From his neck down. Yeah, I'm a great judge of character. <laughs> that's that's how I judge everyone I meet. Okay. From the neck down. No, God, not in. Uh, okay. No, no, not not in that Let's way. Let's just take it out. Let's just take. I, I'm not out. taking this out. Why? I Jeff? own up to my mistakes. I didn't mean it in that. I'm, I'm not ogling people. Just saying. Uh... Okay. All right. But let's end it there because uh, okay, yeah. I'm going to talk myself off a cliff. To end every show, every episode, we have a segment where we pick an MVP slash MVL, most valuable person slash loser. Uh, I will start off this week. Do MVP, it. you already know, my man Hansan. Uh, I don't need to explain why I'd be wasting y'all time. MVL, I didn't pick anybody out of respect for Hansan leaving. <laughs> and, and also, I... Like, obviously, it would be Hayato, but I, I, that was most of our episode this time. Just, I'd just be repeating myself. Short and sweet. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. MVP. I mean, I'll go with Hansan. I I did it. I did it. Uh, Armon was really close, but Hansan just had those killer lines. He tried it something. He failed. We saw how he took it. It was just good. 
he just really came out on top for this, you know, these three episodes. MVL, you know what? I'm just going to copy you. The reason is it's partly because we already really went in on Tadashima, but also because I know he's going to do something. We need we need more. I evidence. know he's yeah yeah because as we said like he like he seems like a big creep, but it's speculation at the present moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like I want to set up a sting operation to catch him. Like, haha, I got you. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> Put him away, boys. Minetti. Minetti again. <laughs> Minetti was the guy Chris Penn played. Chris Penn. Chris Penn played the cop in the Starsky and Hutch movie. With Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah, I have yeah. Minetti on it. Okay. It's, oh, my God. All That's right. a good movie. If you haven't it seen is. the movie, <laughs> check yes. it out. Yeah, that one with Owen Wilson and then Ben Stiller. That was... Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do what? <laughs> Do what? Catch us next week uh, on our podcast where every week we talk about the, the Starsky and Hutch uh, remake. It got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it probably deserved, but it's hilarious. So just go see it if you haven't or if you have, see it again. (laughs) All right. To finish up, let me throw some social media stuff at you guys. Please visit welcometotouristhouse.com. That will link you to our Simplecast website. That's where you can find all our episodes and our social media links. Uh, I started to use our Twitter, posted up some memes. You know, I'm trying to use it a little bit more rather than just for our episode launches. So please give us a follow on there. Next, you can find us on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. So please, please subscribe to us on there so you can keep updated also with that. If you have any friends who are also getting into Terrace House, if they're watching this season, Boys and Girls in the City... Also, you know, if you can give a recommendation for our podcast, I feel like uh, this show is a really good aid for people just starting because three episodes a week is pretty doable, I think. So, yeah, that would help us out a lot. Last but not least, if you enjoy the content, give us a review on iTunes uh, and rating, and that would be greatly appreciated. And also your parents. I hear this show is getting pretty big with parents. Is it really? That yeah, I read this article. This person watches it with their mom and has a, a great time. I know audiobooks are pretty popular with you know older people, older folk. And if you explain podcasts to them, because I I don't know many older people that are into podcasts really. I don't either. Yeah, so if you explain though that you know it's kind of like an audiobook, and then get them into tourist house. That's a great selling point. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. Why don't you uh, bring us home? All right, folks, you've just listened to episode 13 of Tourist House, where we've covered episodes 33 through 35 of Terrace House. Please join us next week for our 14th episode, where we will cover episodes 36 through 38 of Terrace House. Thanks, as always, for listening. This is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.